Everybody says that millennials are uh, out of touch and passive mm-hmm. when it comes to political engagement. Too self-involved. Too self-involved, like they don't care about their future or like the future of the world. And I disagree with that wholeheartedly. But I, I understand... I understand why young people don't vote. Um, and there is um, data that which will show that millennials did come out um, in the last federal election um, quite a bit. Um, and I think that that was because the um, liberals who won uh, the last federal election came out with like a strong voice of change and there was a strong mm-hmm. need of change. Like there was a big contrast between Stephen Harper and Justin Trudeau. Oh, yeah, there was a huge push, especially around like, even all my friends on Facebook, who I was seventeen at the time, so I couldn't vote. Oh my God! But I know, little well, baby. <laughs> but literally everyone else who was of age was just basically posting all this shit about like get Stephen Harper out. There was a huge movement among people just eighteen, maybe a little bit older, mm-hmm. just done with all that shit. Yeah, it's not that young people are not engaged; mm-hmm. it's that they're very engaged, but. Based on who's been in government, like, let's put Justin Trudeau aside, because I think that he's made a lot of, like, significant change, and we can talk about Justin Trudeau another time. Yeah. Um, Based on who's been in office since you and I have been politically cognizant, Mm -hmm. like, why would you think, why would any of us be under the impression that voting changes anything? Mm -hmm. Like, again, putting Justin Trudeau aside, because I think he's done some good shit. Like, why would you think that voting helps anything like if you're just gonna recycle the same old fucks Mm -hmm. excuse me uh (laughs) through office like i i totally get why you'd be um you know disenchanted with the whole like system and and think that maybe there's like a different way for you to make change um Mm -hmm. or or to be just completely disillusioned by the whole thing and be like i can't change anything like i'm just one fucking person yeah which is also uh, i think a legitimate way to feel yeah or on the other hand you feel like you have so much shit going on in your day-to-day life, mm-hmm. like paying rent, going to class. Oh, my God. Fucking, like, exercising and eating food. Trying to just e- basically trying to be healthy. Being alive. <laughs> trying to be alive. Seeing your friends, yeah. calling your mom. Yeah, gotta call your mom. You don't have enough time to think about, like, politics, especially Ontario politics, yeah. which are kind of dense at times. Very dense, very boring. But, but these are the issues that impact your everyday life. Yes, and, so. and, like, because people our age are politically engaged, I believe... I think that, um, you know, having a podcast like this may give people the opportunity in, like, a kind of fun way, like, we're drinking, it's fun, <laughs> to... We also don't know shit. We so. also don't really know anything, so we're talking about stuff mm-hmm. in language that you can understand. In um, a student living room. And they're that. twinkle lights. Yeah, they're twinkle lights, yeah. okay? And I, Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm hoping that... Um, young people listening to this will uh, underst- will will eventually understand that like voting like could make the difference or mm-hmm. if it doesn't like maybe they will be interest maybe you will be interested enough listeners at home to get involved yourself and yeah. like figure out a Write way an email. figure out yeah totally like sign a petition or mm-hmm. like or run yourself honestly like there was some people there was some NDP. Uh, candidates in the last federal election oh God, who were yeah. so like young. 20. And honestly, I don't think, I think it's bullshit that you should have to have experience to run for public office. Like, mm. you should have to have experience as a lawyer or, like, what what have you. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think having experience, like, 
in public life as necessary. I think, like, what is necessary is, like, a passion for mm-hmm. change and wanting to make your community a better place. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I don't know, does that sound too wishy-washy? I, 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 or, I or so. preachy? Like, I, I think it's not, because I think that, ev- I think that people listening to this would, will be, like, looking to be informed. Mm-hmm. And, I, like, it's because I have faith in you <laughs> that I think that we should, we want a podcast like this. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I'd like to see someone, I'd like to see someone elected in the next provincial election and federal election who um, is going to make the province and the country and the world a better place. Like, people who... People who are passionate about climate change and, like, like, what are we going to leave behind for our children? Or, like, mm-hmm. what's going to happen? What's going to, like, what's the world going to look like in 20 years? Yeah, these are the big questions we need to think about. Mm-hmm. Even if we don't really feel like it or yeah. want to. But yeah. they're still going to be there. Yeah. So talking about it with a friend like Tara and I are. Mm-hmm. Um, listening to this kind of thing on your way to school or work mm-hmm. in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's not the answer, Mm-hmm. Like definitely, but it's a way to get there. It's a yeah, way to figure things out. It's a way to like think about stuff. You know, you don't have to agree with what we say, no. but maybe like what we say might prompt you to like look into stuff, mm-hmm. some stuff more, and like or like talk to your friends I about mean, it. God forbid we're wrong, <laughs> uh, but we're probably we're probably wrong. will be about oh, some yeah. shit. <laughs> uh, so do your research. Mm-hmm. Um, drink wine. Um, fact check us. Eat food. Mm. Fact check us. Come on the show. Every week we're gonna have friends on, mm-hmm. just like people. You yeah. know. Like, isn't it nice just to have, like, someone talking that isn't, like, an expert, you know? Mm-hmm. I like it when We pe- know no jargon. Yeah, no jargon. No jargon whatsoever. Oof. This is a jargon-free zone. Yeah. All right. On with the pod. To the jargon-free zone. <laughs> journey of discovery and knowledge about Ontario politics. Now, that might sound extremely unsexy, <laughs> but it's gonna we're gonna make it sexy. We'll do our best. We're gonna start stripping now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, I've never voted before. And yeah. I know pretty much nothing about Ontario politics, politicians, or political issues. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about them in a relatively comprehensible way. And we're both going to decide over the course of the next five months. Give or take. Ish. <laughs> uh, who we're going to vote for. Mm-hmm. In, I, I voted a couple times. I'm kind of old compared to Kate. <laughs> but uh, we're going to decide. Uh, I think uh, it's probably fair to say that most people our age don't really know that much about Ontario politics. Or give a shit. Or give a shit. And fair enough, Ontario politics can be dry. Boring. But, but, <laughs> but 
there is a lot going on in Ontario politics that affects your day-to-day mm-hmm. life. So it's worth knowing some shit about. Uh, examples uh, coming right at you. And you know why? Because unlike every other person here tonight, I give syrup. <laughs> Patrick Brown was accused of sexual uh, misconduct uh, by two young women, one of whom was in who was in high school at the time, yeah, under eighteen, I under eighteen, and one of whom was. Uh, uh, Ended up working for him, but was in university. Probably was nineteen, uni- I think. Yeah, um, so still like really young, and mm-hmm. um, you can look up the details of that yourself. Yeah. But that's because uh, they're gross and sad. But if but that's one of the headlines from this week. So mm-hmm. Patrick Brown accused of sexual. Yeah, and he was the leader of the PC. Ontario Progressive Conservatives. Yeah. yeah, so he was in the running for the twenty eighteen premiership, and now he's been obviously kicked out. And so this is like a real upset, I think, for the conservatives and uh, could be lethal for them in June because they have only got, they have five, they have five weeks to choose a leader. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, um, and then, so that'll bring us to uh, March. And so they have from March to June to convince Ontarians that their new random leader is going to be uh, better than Kathleen Wynne. Um, who we're going to talk about in a hot second, but I think that's a good segue to the next headline, mm-hmm. which is uh, the, some of the people who have stepped forward uh, uh, to become the new leader of the Ontario Progressive Conservative Party. You've got uh, you got a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, All of which are based in the Toronto area. Mm-hmm. Who stood out to you in that list of people? Well, obviously Doug Ford, mainly just for the ridiculous celebrity of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... Yep. He sounds a lot like Donald Trump. Yeah. He's putting out some rhetoric about elitism and, like, the inside, and he's being discriminated against by the policies that they're trying to promote to elect a leader quickly. By the Ontario Progressive Conservative Party. Exactly. Because Mm -hmm. apparently they don't want him in, and he has the strongest base. But Mm -hmm. kind of sounds like bullshit to me. Mm. We'll talk about it later. I don't Mm -hmm. really know that much about it. Also, uh, something you should know, we've been drinking. (laughs) I think you're going to have to when you're talking about Ontario politics. Yeah, so um, feel free to open a beer, or um, we're drinking $10 wine. So, <laughs> you know, uh, this is a safe space for mm-hmm. you to drink. Um, all right, next headline and final headline is the new um, legislation around uh, protesting in front of abortion clinics. Mm-hmm. Now you have to be more than 150 meters away. Yeah, and um, that includes abortion practitioners and healthcare workers' homes, too. Mm, which is interesting because important. they found a reason to put that in. So I guess well, protesters have been going to the people's houses. Which, which is terrifying. Yeah. Because I don't know if you've seen, like... I don't know. It, well, they're in on Ottawa? the UFC campus oh, a lot. Really, anti-abortion protesters. Yeah, they'll be outside the main library. Interesting. Very graphic posters. Oh my god. Very in your face. Ew. 
It's really gross. Ooh. I'm just trying to get to my 9 a.m. Yeah. You'd be confronted with, like, a bloody fava bean or something. Like. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I've never seen them on U of T campus, but I, I used to, when I would go to work, when I was working in Ottawa, I would walk by, there's an abortion clinic on Bank Street, mm-hmm. and I would walk by there every morning, and they had someone, they were, like, per, granted, they were persistent. Oh, were they ever? The bus route goes right by that yeah. abortion clinic, and mm-hmm. every time you go downtown, you see them. And the same, same guy. picture, same guy with the sign. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, right in front of the McDonald's. You can imagine how traumatic that would be. Oh, my I God. I don't even have to imagine it. You just see it. No. What, but as, like, if you're someone who yeah. is un, in the unfortunate circumstance of having to have an abortion, that would be terrible. All right. Well, those are, so this is good legislation. Uh, I mean, yeah. I think, uh, if you're pro-choice, <laughs> this is good legislation. Spoiler, uh, we both are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, so um, those were the headlines from this week. <laughs> now to the meat. Of this episode, we're moving into our first topic of the of our podcast um, session of our podcast ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the minimum wage increase. So I believe the minimum wage was eleven seventy one. Okay. An hour before. I'm gonna yeah. fact check that before I, the episode. I feel like it was eleven forty. Uh, Could be wrong. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Eleven something. 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 I don't really know if the cents makes like the like the percentage points mm-hmm. of eleven dollars. Yeah. Really makes that much of a difference. So it's eleven something. It was yeah. eleven something, and now it's fourteen. Yeah, going up to fifteen next year. Going uh, so fourteen dollars at the beginning of January twenty eighteen, mm-hmm. and in twenty nineteen January it's going to be fifteen dollars an hour. Um, you will hear some. Uh, testimonies from people who make minimum wage um, in full and part-time positions, some of whom are students, some of whom are not, uh, as to how it has affected their lives. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that most of us, at least on the left wing, can agree that this is a good thing, um, at least uh, at first glance. Um, I can't think of a reason for it not to be a good thing, but... So, um, minimum wage increase up to $14 helps, uh, those people who are making minimum wage make more money and may also possibly raise the, uh, bar for middle income earners up, um, up their hourly rate a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, what, based on the reading that you've done, Kate. Yeah. Thoughts? Well, I think it just makes sense, not only from a social justice point of view, wherein everyone should be able to go to work Mm -hmm. and make enough money to afford the lives they need to lead. Mm -hmm. That means, like, paying rent, especially in a city like Toronto, where Mm -hmm. rent is... So high. ...re-fucking-diculously high. Yeah. Um, But it also just goes to a society where corporate, like, business people are making a shitload of money, and the bottom, let's say, like, 50% of the population is kind of scraping by Mm -hmm. and so hopefully this will help level the playing field Mm -hmm. all right so um we've just watched the drake god's plan video which and we're both like a little teary a little emotional Uh, still yeah wow but i was like i was watching it i was like drake and if you haven't seen it like you need to go Mm-hmm. Terry it just will, like brought me a whole new level of happiness. It will make you feel better about the world. Yeah. Like and about Drake. And about Drake. Mm-hmm. It, it will be a, well if you want to stay in a world where you're hating Drake, 
then like don't watch the video because you can't hate him after you watching can't. this. Not that I ever hated you, Drizzy. Like shout out to Drizzy. Uh, like come back to the six. Like we love you, uh, etc. But so, but when I was watching it, I was thinking about how this is exactly like the minimum wage hike. No, just kidding. But it is kind of because. So the minimum wage hike. So this part of the episode is usually reserved for a segment that we're gonna call "Ask an Adult." Mm-hmm. Um, Kate and I, though uh, Kate is about to turn twenty, and uh, Kate is legally an adult, and I am twenty four, <laughs> and I'm technically an adult. Neither of us feel like adults, so we, oh, no. we usually put. put the, we've reserved this part of this show for asking an adult about this issue. Um, an adult, specifically an adult that is, like, educated mm-hmm. in this area. But we really, it was really hard for us. To, it was holding up our episode to, like, get an interview with someone that w- could explain this. We yeah. did actually, like, we did actually talk to a couple people. But we but we wanted, part of this, like, the importance of this show is uh, making it accessible. And we couldn't find anyone mm-hmm. that would explain it in an accessible way. Yeah. Economics is, like, really fucking boring, and if you start to flow, uh, throw around words then uh, that, that nobody understands, then you lose people. It, get, it gets confusing so fast. So, um, one thing that we, we needed to find is the word inflation, mm-hmm. um, because, like, people throw that around, and, like, I... Well, I don't know. I used to disorient on that word. I literally, someone would say inflation, I'd be like, yeah, inflation, and my head would go like, what? I don't know what that means! <laughs> um, so inflation, as I understand it, mm-hmm. is basically um, what happens, like it's a natural process yeah. that basically happens when um, like economies grow. Mm-hmm. So like since the dawn of time, economies have <laughs> far. You know how like when your parents, they talk about when they were younger, and like, shit was, like, really fucking cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's because dollars were worth more because there were fewer dollars in the economy. Yeah. And as economies grow, and they just do that naturally, or they have been doing, it, it's kind of natural in the sense that, like, there are more people, mm-hmm. uh, and so there are more jobs and more companies. Like, the population, you guys, you guys know, mm-hmm. you know this, the population of the world has been growing. For, everyone's making babies. And everyone's making babies, and the babies need jobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two year babies need jobs. Okay. <laughs> so, as populations grow, the economies grow, and... Um, the money, and when I say that, that means, like, the the actual money that, like, a the Canadian economy has, like, in it, has more. Mm-hmm. So the value of one dollar is worth less now mm-hmm. than it was in 1950. Yeah. So that's, so inflation is describing that process. Mm-hmm. And the reason um, minimum wage, the minimum wage has to go up generally uh, in the first place is because of inflation. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, mini- you you may remember, like, back, like, w- I was making a minimum wage, like, 10 years ago, or, yeah, just a little less than 10 years ago. Oh Holy fuck, I'm so old. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm still um, making minimum wage. I was working fine. at Kettleman's Bagel Company. You worked at Kettleman's? Yeah, shout out to Kettleman's. Oh God, best bagels in Ottawa. In yeah, yo, like, it's very niche. And if you, you don't, if you, if, you, if you have never been to Ottawa and you need to go there, you need to go to Kettleman's. Oh, so good. Uh, very cheap, good bagel sandwiches. Mm. Um, I was making, I think minimum wage was like $8 or seven twenty-five. I think. That, in our lifetimes? Yeah. Really? Yeah, when I was, no like... No shit. Yeah. Wow. So, when I was, like, 
your, I was, when I was, not your age, <laughs> when I was like 15. Wow, so, okay. uh, but I'm so, so I'm sure people that you know, or I'm sure you've noticed that like your minimum wage has gone up. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason for that is because of inflation. Mm-hmm. Minimum wage has to rise because the value of a dollar is worth less and less as the years go on. So when people talk about minimum wage rising with inflation, that's just saying like the base, the like absolute minimum you can make mm-hmm. has to go up with the economy, essentially. Yeah. With, sorry, not with the economy, with like... With the dollar. Yeah, so with the dollar. As yeah. things get more expensive, so too has, your minimum wage has to rise for you to be able to meet your same needs. Yeah. Within the same budget. Yeah. Um, it's the same thing they talk about indexing pensions. Like the thousand dollars that you may have put away for your retirement when you were like 23 yes. in 1970 yeah. is not the same thousand dollars that it is now. Or if you have um, a tax-free savings account. Oh, yes. Um, Get on that. I have one of those. Yeah, if you have a tax-free savings account, I don't have one because I don't have any money to save, but I have <laughs> one... Okay, so I have one dollar in my tax-free savings account, and on my TD app, I can check what's going on there. Mm-hmm. And if you have one, and if you haven't added to it in a while, or if you have, uh, if you put one dollar in it like me, just because I didn't understand how it worked like six <laughs> years ago, so I just like put a dollar in there, and I was like, will it grow? No. I mean, it has, it has, it has grown. It was, I put a dollar in there and now it's at a dollar 68 or something like there that. You go. And that's inflation. Mm-hmm. That's literally like the, the dollar is worth like 68% less. Than There's some math in there. Than it was. Basically, your, anyway. the value of your money changes over time. Yeah. The minimum wage needs to be adjusted to address that. And, and the minimum wage needs to adjust to address. Uh, cost of li- like average cost of living, mm-hmm. um, which may or may not have something to do with inflation, mm-hmm. with cost of living rising. So like living in the city of Toronto, for example, where Kate and I live, like the cost of living here is higher it's, than it is in Ottawa. It's stupid, yeah. Um, so, uh, and a lot of the Ontario population lives in Toronto. So mm-hmm. part of the reason for the minimum wage hike, hike was to... Um, account for that and also we haven't had a minimum wage raise in a while Mm -hmm. at least not to this degree either and this is a big it's a big jump and it also like accounts for the fact it accounts for the like increased cost of living and also like it's it's just yeah I guess I I was just gonna say something that essentially supports that it's just like it's it's impossible to live in a city it's really hard to live in a city in Ontario mm-hmm. and make minimum and make minimum wage. You're working many jobs mm-hmm. to to support yourself. So this is a good thing. Yeah. Objectively, I don't care what anyone says. Mm-hmm. This is a good thing. It's not if you're a left winger, if you're a right winger, I mean the baseline is that people need to be able to afford basic needs. Everyone yeah. has to be able to afford a home. Clothing, education, proper health care, if you're not under 25 and getting those sweet free drugs. Yeah. Um, Yo, shout out to Kathleen Wynn because I went to the pharmacy this week and I bought birth control and then I saw a poster that said... Under 25, pharmacare free? It actually said, the poster said, your children, hey moms, your children get free uh, free prescriptions mm-hmm. until they're 25. So I went back to the pharmacy counter and I was like, excuse me. 
I'm under 25, do I get free drugs? And they were like, yeah. So Mm -hmm. I got my birth control for free. Shout out to Kathleen Wynn for ensuring that I don't get pregnant before (laughs) I am ready. Thank you for that. Or before the age of 25. But... Yeah. Whichever comes first. Yeah. It's fine. Well, in, in one year when I turn 25, <laughs> I will obviously be more mature and financially stable enough to have a child. When, okay, side note, when I was like a little girl, I imagined my, I used to dream about myself being 25, mm-hmm. and I used to have these dreams where I would have brown, short hair. For all listeners at home, Tara has blonde, very curly hair. Yeah, short brown <laughs> hair that was straight as fuck, and I was... Uh, I would. I, I was always a fat kid as a child. I still, I'm kind of a fat kid. But like, but like, uh, like uh, I had these dreams that I'd be like a skinny brunette with short, straight hair, and oh that like God. I would have everything together at 25. And like I'm now nearing 25, and I'm like, that's not gonna happen. And you know no, what? No. I'm a very okay. Yeah, with you can't just 13 on 30 yourself. Like, I can't. I can't just, just 13 on 30 to... myself. You're so right. Yeah. You're so. You're. You're so wise. <laughs> Um, um, okay, anyway, back to the minimum back wage. Back to the minimum wage. Quick detour into body image, and here we are again. Yeah, um, we've arrived. <laughs> so basically, a lot of conservatives and people who don't necessarily support the minimum wage are or, saying that... Or uh, some small business owners. Or some small business owners, yep, are saying that this is going to increase their costs, mm-hmm. which are going to have a negative impact on the number of people they can employ. Mm-hmm. So others say that this will negatively impact... Immigrant workers. Yeah. And young people. Young people. And the kind of, the non-essential workers that are still getting jobs today. So basically people like me who are not very qualified to do anything, but people hire to do basic shit. Yes. And so if you have to pay these people who do basic shit more money, maybe you're just going to make do without the Twitter account that you had them run, which is actually one of my jobs. So... There you go. There you go. Just uh, cancel your Twitter and you save $14 an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I have not been fired, though, so Excellent. it's all good. There is evidence, um, there is um, studies to that show that um, minimum wage increases increased productivity. We In a few minutes, you will hear from small business owners who say that they actually have been getting people asking for more shifts because they make more per hour. And Mm -hmm. this is a good thing because people are, like, reverting to working one job instead of two jobs. Mm -hmm. Um, And increasing productivity increases the output that a company or a small business is able to make, and then that, in turn, will raise their profits, in theory. Yes. Tracy Molyneux from Coffee Public saying a lot of people in Toronto, for a lot of people in Toronto, rent and groceries and bills are really expensive. So we want to make sure that all of our employees can live comfortably and be able to afford all the necessities that they need. She also went on to criticize Tim Hortons for their anti-worker policies, mm. which we will post in our bio, uh, or in our description. The uh, Tim Hortons, uh, or a couple Tim Hortons franchises, like took away, th- away their worker benefits packages mm-hmm. Citing the minimum wage increase, yeah, but and they bullshit. made their they made that press release from their mansion in Florida. Mm-hmm. So they said like, oh, we just can't afford 
um, our worker benefits oh, packages. Oh, yes, God forbid our workers get a paid lunch break. Yeah. Oh, the horror. And Tim Hortons is, like, the fucking cla- most classic, like, minimum wage job, like, yeah. you can have. And it's also a job held by a lot of new Canadians. Yeah. So, yes. that is not... Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, it's I'm gross. sure that's not what Tim Hortons himself And I, I, I also want to say, like, I'm... Uh, I... Maybe a little bit of the socialist in me is going to come out right now, but... That's okay. I don't understand, like, thank you, (laughs) I don't understand why, like, someone, like, a consultant, like, some, a quote, consultant, unquote, who, you know, basically, like, goes to the government and is like, you should do this on behalf of, like, a company, Mm -hmm. makes five times the amount of money that somebody who works at Walmart or Tim Hortons or Metro makes. Mm -hmm. Why are those people so much more valuable. Like, I just don't understand. Well, it's it's an issue that's been so politicized, but the reality is that everyone should have a good life. And there should yeah. not be such a crazy disparity between the upper and lower classes. Like, it makes actually and, no sense. And, and human life has equal value. Yes. Traditionally, people on the right uh, say uh, we should have equal opportunity to... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, have the American dream to work hard and get ahead, but we don't have equal opportunity. If you, if you are, if you, but if you, except if you are, if you start your life off poor, chances are you're going to be fucking poor Mm -hmm. for the rest of your life because you don't have access to people like I had access for example, to, Mm -hmm. for example, like I got most of my jobs through nepotism, Mm -hmm. you know, like I, and like, I'm not, that's not a good, it's not a good thing. People, someone who like, like, my dad worked in politics, so I had access to, like, a bunch of, like, different jobs that someone, like, my friend, uh, like, my friend Ala, for example, like, doesn't, she, like, moved here three years ago. She doesn't know anyone. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's not, and, she, like, that's not, you know. It's not because you're inherently better than she is. It's just no. because of the situation that you were born into. Exactly. It's and the like, same way that I only passed, like, grade 12 math because I had a tutor come to my house, like, twice a week. Mm-hmm. And... That's not because did I'm, you, like, a special kid. It's just yeah. because my parents have the money to do it. Did you take calculus? Yeah. It fucking blew. I took calculus, too. And I had a tutor. Yeah. I saw them four times a week. Mm-hmm. And I passed with a 69. Oh, yeah. I am not no I a that. smart person at math, okay? <laughs> and I, I worked hard to get that 69. I swear to God, I've worked harder in high school than I worked in university. Yeah. To just, like, pass. But it's because, like, university, you, like, chose something that you're more, like... Exactly. I give a shit about the Middle East. I yeah. could give less of a shit about the Pythagorean theorem. Or okay. some other bullshit. It, Ooh, I just cool. triggered myself there with that. It's, it's okay. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> or, like, um... With the tangents. Oh my, don't even talk about tangents. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, guys. So, uh, basically, it would, I, I would really be interested in hearing a, a young person's argument for why the minimum wage increase is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, um, lots of small business owners support it. Uh, uh, and if they don't, there is um, there uh, it, it there might be a correction in the market in, in a few months. Um, because gonna, people have more income, they're more likely to spend more money. That's yeah. the theory. And so, if they're putting that money back into small businesses like your neighborhood coffee shop or whatever, yeah, then they're likely going to see a rise in profits. Who knows how that will actually pan out? Yeah. And also, I'm not sure in the details of this, but we'll put it in the description box below. But I do believe that in this tax plan, there is 
um, subsidies for small businesses to help offset this. So I think yeah. there's at least a tax break coming their way. Has the minimum wage increase impacted your life at all? Not really. And how many hours of work a week would you say you work? Here? Uh, for your minimum wage job, yeah. On average, because I know it's 15 different. to 20. Okay. And so, so even though you make $2.25-ish more an hour, it just hasn't really... No, I'm still broke. <laughs> so, if you were going to vote in June, if you decided that you were gonna, would vote, would this be an election issue for you? Like, would you vote for a party that gave you a minimum wage increase that didn't really affect your life? <laughs> I mean, like, it's a, it's a good start. Mm-hmm. Right? So next next January, apparently, it's going up to 15. 15, yeah. which is good. Mm-hmm. It's a good start. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's not like a... I don't think it's a deciding factor. Yep. Uh, has it changed anything? How many hours a week do you work? Around 20. Okay. And has it affected I, you at all? It makes me less stressed about... Like, it's, it feels like a safety feature. A little even, extra padding. Even though I haven't noticed that much of a difference okay. in... My like paychecks, mm-hmm. and um, so would you? Would this be a deciding factor for you in an election? I mean, Come June, I think living wage is a deciding factor for me for sure. Mm-hmm. And like when we're talking about um, accessibility from a financial standpoint, a living wage is a non-negotiable. Do, do you know anything else about what came in that minimum wage package? The they had like a bunch of benefit, a list of benefits. That yeah. did you do you know anything about that? I know about like the the student funding for drug um, for prescription drugs, mm-hmm. and I mean I think at the end of the day, what it comes down to is that going to school right now in this current economy, especially in places like Toronto, mm-hmm. is not some, something that's financially accessible for most people without working a, like without working a part-time job and without mm-hmm. financial assistance mm-hmm. beyond OSAP. Mm-hmm. So I, even though I think having like increases in minimum wage, especially when you look at who is working the minimum wages, like it's not kids in high school living at home. No, it's like, like it's, people like you and yeah. me. Or and like getting, like it's like parent, people with kids and like, yeah, like people, people to provide a dependence. Yeah, people with dependents and people in school and like this is like essential to making our society more like accommodating to people who are trying their best. So you make fourteen dollars an hour now. Yeah. Have you got your paycheck yet? Yeah. And uh, how has it made a difference in your life? <laughs> no different. No different. You make more money now, though. Yeah, I spend more money now. You spend more money now. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, and you live, you live at home. Yeah. Um, if you, do you think you could afford on minimum wage? Do you think you could afford on that, on that dime? Do you think you could afford to live? Uh, on your own? Yeah, on your own. Oh, yeah, for sure. You could? Oh, 100%. That's good. So, um, because you got this increase, do you think... Okay, so if you were voting, uh-huh. in there's an uh, election in June. If you were okay. voting, do you think that this would impact your decision? Like, do you think you would vote for the current government if you... Uh, based, on th- based on this... Based on this? Yeah. I am if out of was, politics. I don't know but anything if there was, about but, politics, but... but I would vote for that. Uh, a few of our employees are like interested in working or like in like clocking in more hours now. Because mm, the money's good. Yeah. Yeah. 
Interesting. Yes. And has it affected your um, like the like your profits slash? Uh, well, obviously it has, like, because um, having the employees costs us more, but... Mm -hmm. uh, but it's, like, a manageable amount? It's manageable, yes. Like, we're not worried. What have you learned? Well, I've learned that this kind of thing doesn't impact everyone equally. Mm. Like, everyone is going to have a different reaction to it, but I think the broader reaction is pretty positive. Yes. Um, and even if you aren't earning minimum wage... If you're, like, a relatively decent moral person, I think you can feel that people being paid equitably for their work makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I think that'll resonate with Ontario voters. Um, is this an election issue for you? Yeah, totally. All right, so if this issue existed mm -hmm. in a vacuum, if Patrick Brown was like, okay, like, this is too fast, like, let's do this in 2022, and Andrea Horvath was just, like, having a temper tantrum about... Um, <laughs> about like how she was like, this is political opportunism. Mm -hmm. I've always supported this. Mm -hmm. Um, would you vote for Kathleen Wynne or Andrea Horvath or if this exi this issue existed in a vacuum? I guess you would like choose either Kathleen Wynne or Andrea Horvath. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's hard to separate this increase that's happening right now from the election like it does seem kind of political oh yeah which makes me drawn more to andrea horvath mm. because it seems like something that the ndp have always been behind more in a holistic sense rather mm -hmm. than just the let's get the votes in for 2018 sense definitely the election issue yeah absolutely um maybe more inclined to andrea horvath just maybe. because in a vacuum in a vacuum because yeah. not political opportunism yeah but i mean um, who knows? But but objectively, the minimum wage increase is a good thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm making minimum wage now in a part-time job, mm -hmm. and this bump wasn't significant for me, but it's still a bump. Mm -hmm. Like, it'll still help me mm -hmm. pay my hydro, mm -hmm. get my own condition, still, instead of having to get my mom to buy it for me when she visits me. Yeah. <laughs> mom, take me to Costco, please. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I think, I think it's definitely a big issue. Mm. And I think for people my age, which is 19... Um, a lot of people I know are working part-time jobs to help pay for school or to help pay off OSAP debt. Mm -hmm. This does help. Like, everything helps, especially mm -hmm. when you're just trying to get over that red line. Like, it's an issue. Yep. And um, I think it's, I think we're going to see it in, um, in the 2018 election. Well, that's it for us for the week of the first episode. <laughs> uh, Who knows when this is coming out? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. Uh, please follow us, tweet at us. All the information is going to be in the uh, description. Please. Oh, like uh, yeah, we, yeah, like, <laughs> subscribe, share. Um, and thanks for listening. We'll see you next week on Undecided. You know,